Have you ever wondered about reading plans for your Bible reading time? How do you know where to start? What if you get behind? And how do you know if you're reading enough? I am Eva Kabashik, and today I get to talk to Sarah E. Fraser on Bible Study Made Simple. Have you ever felt intimidated or confused by the Bible? Or maybe you've started studying the Bible before, but haven't found a way to incorporate it into your regular routine. The Bible Study Made Simple podcast is here to help you move from intimidated and confused to confident and joyful in your approach to scripture and help you find a routine that sticks. The goal isn't checking off a box perfectly, but instead our goal is an intimate connection with the God of the Bible. Plus, having a ton of fun along the way. Sarah E. Fraser is a writer and Bible study mentor at sarahefraser.com. Sarah is the wife of Jason and the mother of five. She and her family serve as full-time missionaries in Honduras. And her passion is to encourage women to start today with a Bible reading and prayer habit. Sarah is the author of several Bible study resources for women, and she shares tools and encouragement for Bible and prayer study at sarahefraser.com. Here's our conversation all about Bible reading. I am here today with Sarah Frazier, and I am so excited to um, introduce you guys to her. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Eva. I'm so glad to be here. So glad. I'm so excited about this podcast. It's it's such a needed topic, let me tell you. Thank you. I'm really excited about it too, which of course I'm people make fun of me because I say I'm excited about everything, but I am genuinely excited about um, talking to people about how to study the Bible. And I love it when I meet other people that are genuinely excited about it too, which is you. Yes. Yeah, so I've been talking about Bible reading and Bible study for so many years now. And it's so great to see other women kind of stand up and say, yes, yes, I struggle with reading or studying the Bible, but here's what I found that helps me and you can do it too. And I just, I just love that there are other people now kind of standing up in this space and I'm, you know, wanting to link arms with you, all of you guys that encourage women to get into God's word because that is really, really the answer. It's so cliche. It's really the answer to everything. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel the same way. And I love how you said other women that struggle with Bible study. So you're kind of uh, cracking the door on our personal lives a little bit here and saying that we both struggle with Bible study. (laughs) We do because we're imperfect people who are still growing and learning and we're never going to reach the end of saying, I know how to do this thing perfectly. And, or I know everything there is to know about Bible study. I remember in college, we went through the book by Jane Austen in one of my English classes, Pride and Prejudice. Mm -hmm. And I remember just studying that book out and thinking, okay, a whole semester on one book, like what could, you know, what are we, but at the end of that semester, I thought, okay, I know way more than what I need to know about Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) And I felt like I had gotten to the end. Like I could not learn anything more about Pride and Prejudice, but with the Bible, we're never going to get there. We're never going to get there. And to some people that could be discouraging, but to us who are just on a journey, 
that's so encouraging to know that a you're not behind yeah and b we can walk along beside each other together and figure this thing out together so wait we're not behind no new revelations (laughs) (laughs) i i love that phrase i heard someone else say it um so i can't credit to me but um you're never behind in your Bible reading. You're never behind in your Bible study. Even if you have a plan and it's dated, those dates are not set in stone. Mark those dates out. Like just have an undated Bible checklist because you're never behind. If you're reading today, then you're right where you should be. So absolutely. That's so encouraging because I do think um, I'm a little bit type A. Okay. A little more than a little bit. And I get very frustrated when I see like blank spots in like, if I'm going through a journal, if I see blank spots or if I don't have like every single day checked off. Um, and so I do find it so encouraging. And I know that I'm not the only person that feels that way. I know that we all struggle um, with this feeling of behind when it comes to Bible study. So we know that we can't get behind now, but we don't know where to start. Could you give us some information on like how you encourage people to start actually just getting into their Bibles? I think that a lot of people look at the Bible and think they have to start in Genesis Mm -hmm. because that's the first book. And so um, there was a pastor um, recently that I was listening to here in Honduras. So a side note, missionary to Honduras. Um, So I was listening to my Pat, one of our pastors that were preaching here and he said, What is the most read verse in the Bible? And everybody thought John 3.16 or a verse in Romans, but he's like, No, it's Genesis 1-1, because we're always starting every year. We say we're gonna read through the Bible, and we always start with Genesis 1. And I mean, we were all we were all dying. It was That's so funny hilarious. because it's true that we all feel like we have to start in Genesis. And that is a great place to start. It really is. But the chapters are long, Mm -hmm. and if you're not familiar with the Bible stories, it gets really confusing, and there's lots of people, there's lots of action. So I encourage women to start in the New Testament, either with um, John or Mark, and those are two really good gospel, um, just just to look into the life of Christ, and because he is the 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 center thread that weaves all of the Bible together. So looking at his life while he was here on earth is a great place to start. I feel like Mark is easy to read. John has a lot of symbolism in it, but you don't have to know the symbolism to gain from the book of John. So it's a great place to start. Um, I also love the, the letter, 1 John. It's towards the end of your Bible. Um, it's a great book about what it means to be a Christian. Like, what does it mean to be a Christian? How can we know if we are truly a Christian? So those are some places you can start. And um, depending on your time level of how you can sort of commit, what kind of time you want to commit to reading, we're all in different seasons in life. There was a time in college when I could read an hour and study the Bible an hour before my classes. And I did very consistently in college. Then I got married and something happened. There was this other person in my life that I really loved and I wanted to spend time with. And so, you know, that happened. And then I, you know, had a kid. And so that kid took up a lot of time. 
So, you know, your seasons change and the amount of time that you can devote to Bible reading will vary. So you kind of evaluate, do I have five minutes? Do I have 10? Do I have 30? Do I have an hour? And if you have a short amount of time, you can read usually a chapter in about five to 10 minutes, even as, you know, people say, well, I'm a very slow reader, even being a slow reader, even if you want to slowly read it. And I would encourage you just to read. And a lot of struggle people have when they read is they don't understand what they're reading. And I think that's another reason why people don't start. And I don't think the, there is anything in the Bible that says, well, if you don't understand it, then you can just, you know, not have to deal with it. Well, I think that there are ways that we can learn about the Bible, but if we're just reading it, soaking it up, um, the Lord can speak to our hearts through the Holy Spirit. I, I believe there's, there's value in just reading scripture, even if we don't understand it, that's okay. You know, that, that won't hopefully won't always be the case, but when you're first starting out, I think just reading the words has powerful impact. And so uh, one of the books of the Bible that I always go back to is the book of Psalms as well. Mm. And I tell people to start in the Psalms very often because it reflects a lot of how we feel and our emotions. And, um, and so, yeah, those are some of the, the places you can start. That's really good. I think there's so many helpful hints that you said there. Um, starting in the new Testament is great. And I love that you didn't discount the old Testament. Like you can still start in the old Testament, just sometimes it's easier to start in the new Testament and, uh, get a little bit of those, um, stories about Jesus before we jump back into the old Testament. And then, um, I also love this book suggestions on where to start. Um, Mark first, John, John itself. Um, do you have actually like any reading plans or anything like that for people that are just starting in these books? Yes. So I have lots of reading plans on my website. And, um, if you just go to sarahefraser.com, there's a ton of different options at the top, kind of based on what you kind of want to study. I have reading plans on the books of Paul, the letters of Paul. I have a reading plan. A lot of my reading plans are also all over the Bible. So because I believe reading the Bible as a whole is very important. And so if you're struggling with fear or anxiety, there's a reading plan uh, available where it talks about, you know, it goes through several different verses on, you know, what does the Bible say about fear and anxiety? What does the Bible say about love or what does the Bible say about joy or hope or peace? And so there's a lot of topical Bible reading plans on my website. Um, and so if, if you like the check mark box, you know, I, I purposely do not have any that are technically dated. I have a couple that are like summer ones, but I, I did, I don't want to date them because I feel like if you miss a day, then you feel obligated to read two days in a row. And then it gets overwhelming when you realize, oh my goodness, we were gone on vacation for a week and I didn't read any. And now I'm seven days behind and I have to read like for an hour to catch up. And I only have 10 minutes today. And so get an undated Bible reading plan. So that way you can say, okay, where did I leave off? Okay, this is where I start today. And so I really encourage, um, people to just start today 
Like you just have to read today. And if, you know, don't think about, well, I didn't read for three months or I didn't read for three days or it's been a week. Don't think about that. Think about, I can read today. I have time today. So if, if you're listening to the podcast at nine o'clock at night, like turn it off after this is over and go read for five minutes before bed. Like if you're still awake, you can read. <laughs> exactly. But, but make sure you listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah, don't me. stop now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can pause this and come back to it. That's another acceptable answer. Well, well, just finish what we have to say right now. And then, and then you can go read. You have time. You have time. You, there's always time for Bible reading. Absolutely. So I have a little bit of a confession to make, and maybe this like relates with somebody here. Um, have you ever forgotten that you were doing a Bible reading plan? Has that ever, <laughs> has that ever happened to you or is that just me? So well, I'll be no. like reading something. And then I'm like three months later, I'll find like the bookmark or the printed reading plan. And it's like, I stopped like halfway through. Um, and oh, yes. Yeah. Whoops. Yes. So I, I start um, and don't finish a lot of Bible reading plans. <laughs> and so I get distracted easily or, or I'll, I'll read a passage and I'll think, I want to read this whole book of the Bible or wait, that reminds me of this passage. Oh, I forgot I was going to study, you know, Philippians or whatever it was. And so, yes. So I have, I have started and stopped several times, but what I love about the plans is if you're reading consistently every day, then God never said thou shalt have to have a reading plan. Like (laughs) if you're reading consistently, the plan is just a tool. The plan is not the boss of you. That's good. And so it's a tool that you can use to help yourself be consistent and be accountable. But if you're at the point in your walk with the Lord where you wake up and you read your Bible consistently every morning, you might not need a plan. You might just want to study a book of the Bible in depth and read, you know, a few verses, a few chapters and and spend a whole month on a book of the Bible or, you know, three months. And so I encourage people who are just overwhelmed with the amount. I mean, our Bibles are thick and long and there's, you know, I, I've always been a reader. I love books. I love reading, but, but that is not everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, even having children and watching them grow up, I have several that are readers and then I have one child who despises reading. (laughs) And so, um, so it's been chal- it's it's been a good reminder that not everybody loves to read. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't have to read large portions of scripture to gain to gain um, insight and peace and comfort, all of those things. That was really surprising to me when I got married because my dad was a pastor. He was always reading his Bible. My mom was a librarian. She was always reading her Bible. And then I um, was always like they taught me and my brother how to read our Bibles. And then I got married and my husband, like he read his Bible, but like he didn't just like sit down and read it for like long chunks of time. It was like he would read it then he would like think about it and then he would like play worship music with it and stuff like that. And so it was completely shocking to me that like not everybody is a reader. And like as I've developed in my relationship with God, I've found that we all kind of connect with him in different ways, but he has like, 
woven those different connection points into the way that we interact with scripture, I feel like. Um, and so that's just, um, there's no, like, you have to read this many verses a day to be a Christian. You have to read this fast to be a believer or anything like that, but it's go at your own pace, your own speed and connect with God as you're reading his word. Exactly. I think that one of my examples growing up was that my dad was never a huge reader as well. Like he, I never saw him read books. Like he never read books. Uh, My mom was always reading all kinds of different books, you know, Mm -hmm. nonfiction, fiction, all of those things. She loved reading and she instilled that into all of us siblings, but all my siblings, but my dad was never a huge reader, but he always read his Bible. Mm-hmm. And that just was such an example to me to grow up that, you know, and now he teaches Sunday school and, you know, every Saturday afternoon he is studying and reading his Bible and planning his lesson for the next day. And, you know, he's spent all week reading that passage that he's going to teach on. And, you know, knowing that, that he could have used it as an excuse. I don't like reading. I just, I'm not a reader, but he never let that keep him from reading the, the Bible and um, commentaries. He read a lot of commentaries. No I mean, way. Um, I was just, I mean, you, I just go into my parents' house and it's like, commentaries centric like it's just like so many commentaries about different things and so I would I would ask my mom about like this author this author and she's like oh, I think we have his commentary oh I think we have his commentary so they've always you know had different commentaries they've always you know had books on how to study the bible and even though my dad never read you know the parenting books or he never read you know those fiction novels or whatever um he always, he did make it a point to read scripture. And one of the things that I remember my mom saying growing up, um, he drove, um, he drives a, a truck for work and he would listen to scripture. Mm. And so that gave me the idea that I can encourage people to, I mean, we were so blessed to be able to have this technology literally at our fingertips with our phones, um, scripture read to us. Yeah. And so I, um, I'd love to encourage people to download a Bible app that will read to you. And, um, and I've used it when I've been too tired to read, or there's been times where I, um, I'm, I'm busy with like a bunch of chores, you know, you've never had this happen, but in case (laughs) someone has had this happen, you have five loads of laundry on your bed that need folded. And you're like, if I'm going to sleep on this bed tonight, I need to fold these clothes. That literally happened (laughs) to me yesterday. (laughs) And so, so that's why I get my Bible app out and I listen to scripture being read. And it's one of those, it's very soothing for me to listen to God's word. And honestly, there are times when I've like heard something that I thought, Oh, I never, I don't, for reading that before or oh wow that's an interesting and it'll you know I have to pause it because my mind you know thinks about other things but um you know like oh that reminds me of this passage and like this idea and, and stuff like that and so that's what I, I would tell people now is that we have the bible apps that can read to us but also like you said we don't have to 
read for long periods of time yeah um, to read god's word yeah we take whatever time we have and we offer that up to god read his word and um he multiplies his efforts in our lives um with it and so it's just so cool uh thank you so much for joining us how can we find you you mentioned your website um and your reading plans but how can we follow along and see what you're up to I love to hang out on Instagram. So I am Sarah underscore E underscore Fraser and it's F-R-A-Z-E-R, no I in Fraser. So Razor with an F and I am on Instagram. If you just search Sarah Fraser with no I, you'll probably find me. And so um, I love to hang out on Instagram, but my blog is sarahefraser.com. And like I said, I have lots of freebies on there and, uh, Every Monday I put out a new blog post. And so if you ever want to check it out or pin it or whatever, you could do that. Um, I love Pinterest too. I'm, I'm always getting new ideas on Pinterest. So, um, but yeah, I would love to, for you to join me as we just kind of navigate this journey that we're all on and just kind of like join arms and say, let's read and study God's word together because community is so important. Absolutely. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. Um, I feel encouraged to go read my Bible, even if I've skipped three days. So thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Eva. Thank you for joining us through this episode of Bible Study Made Simple. As you take your next steps towards God through studying the Bible, I pray that you remember our goal is connection with God over perfection in our process. Remember, your time with God doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful.